Brenna's asking about the mug that she's drinking tea out of. And uh, that one I got, I think I got that down the street actually at this place of Sara, S-A-R-A. Okay. Um, it's, oh, this thing needs to twist. Um, whatever. Oh, cool. You're good. Um, this is my first podcast. Ever, oh, really? So I'm like, oh, if wow. I need proper mic technique, let me know. Whatever. It's pretty okay. simple. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, that cup. I got at this pottery, this Japanese pottery place, cool. ceramics place down the street on like 60th or something like that. No, it's like 60, 68th, I think, Sweet. in Madison. It's really nice. They import a lot that. of Japanese, uh, you know, ceramicists, and then they also have some like New Yorkers that sort of subscribe to the to the techniques. But you're drinking a an aged white tea that I got <laughs> so from sick. a friend out in. Uh, I think he lives in Guangzhou in China. Um, this is really good stuff. I've had this cake and I've like been drinking it for a while. Like I just do a little chunk of it here and there. This is but, truly like the most incredible tea experience I've ever had. I just want you to know. <laughs> like I think before this, I only drank like shitty English breakfast tea from yeah, Trader Joe's. That. So I, I just yeah. want you to know that this is an incredible experience. <laughs> That's why I was kind of... Like, when I was younger, when I first got into tea, like, I think it's why I'm really, like, into good tea is because, so when I was a kid, I got sick one day. I was, like, we were, I don't know, we were in Colorado or something. I was, like, eight. And we were snowmobiling, and we had hot chocolate, like, in the, you know, the part of the experience or whatever and I got sick that day and in my childhood brain I equated being sick to drinking hot stuff right so I couldn't I had like an aversion to it so same with like soup I could do but the idea of putting a cup to my lips like just set it was like, something off for you yeah it was like it was like, it was like, like a um what's that uh not Maslov uh you know the um I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I'm probably not going to remember. The triggers, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like with the dog, Pavlov's, Pavlov, mm, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. It was like Pavlovian. That like drinking hot, hot stuff, resting on my lips, meant being sick. So I didn't wow. drink hot stuff forever. And my family wasn't a big coffee family. Like they drank coffee, but it wasn't like, you know, a huge thing. So um, wow. I... Uh, That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, and then... I never drank tea because the stuff that I was exposed to was junky, like what you described. So yeah. if I'm going to get over this Pavlovian instinct, negative Pavlovian instinct, it's got to be rewarding. Right. And if the stuff being peddled to me is this like flaky, dusty, like I always looked at it and I just thought of it as like it was just bitter and like why is this even, this isn't nice. Like, yeah. Uh, so I never did it Wow. when later I got exposed to like proper Asian, like full leaf tea. I thought that was really cool. I looked at it. I was like, oh, this is different. This is something. And then I got into it and I realized the art of it and, and how I was, I was literally just going to say, I feel like there's something like creative in the way that you're talking about oh, hell yeah. tea. Like it's, it would like inspired you. Uh-huh. So there was like something other than just like taste or like comfort or getting over getting sick or whatever it was like 
this exciting new venture that you got to explore. I mean, I've literally put this into movies already, like about like my you know meta of tea to like being a human being and making art. I'm so glad I asked you about the tea. Oh, I'm really (laughs) like tea and movies are like I I would put tea ahead of music even in my life. Like I love tea so much, and you know it's part of my. People talk about, like, rituals and whatnot. I don't think it's a ritual. I think it's just part of my life. It's, like, breathing, you know. It's incorporated. Like, when I breathe, I think of tea. Tea. I think of drinking tea, you know, and I I breathe different. But, um, yeah, I'm thankful for, like, that time. I'm thankful that I didn't get into any of it earlier um, because what it allowed me to do was that's so loud. My old computer's updating. Oh, I just realized. Yeah, I'm like, what I didn't even notice. Noise? I was like, wow, you're that's changing my perception on, on oh. tea this morning. <laughs> so I didn't even notice the laptop. <laughs> but like, yeah, so I, so I was so raw and primed and ready to like learn something when yeah. it, when I did. And then when I was so open to it. So there wasn't like one epiphany moment. It was a series of moments that lasted a few years. And then wow. eventually I like really dove in. I started taking trips and stuff. And yeah, but Is now there like I'm like an, really into a it. a name for like this knowledge you have of tea? You know what I'm saying? You know oh, there's I mean, like names for like... Oh, like a sommelier. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're, I mean, people call themselves tea sommelier yeah, or tea okay. connoisseur and stuff like that. I think you can that. call yourself that at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, going on another thread of like philosophical, you know, ways of living. Like, I also just, I don't like to noun anything. So when people say things like that, I always reject it. Okay. Like, I just, uh, you know, I think you asked earlier, like, um, I, 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 th- I, I think action is really important like mm. verbs are really important so mm. do you make films do you mm. show films do you this you know like those are questions that i'm much more comfortable with like cool. because what it does is you know it keeps it, it, yeah it, it activates it like i can talk about something that has been done right you know preterito or like the imperfecto tense the imperfect tense is is like the least relevant there Mm. like the passive voice is the least relevant but it is like you made this movie you know you showed it at slam dance right like and i am making that i'm doing this now you know whatever that's as far as like labels like box us in so much too it's like uh almost like there's also so many preconceived notions that oftentimes like come along with that whereas that like automatically will halt a conversation so I, i i respect you for also saying that out loud because I think people don't talk about that as much. So that's cool <laughs> that you're like, I like that you corrected me in that way. Because no, I like, don't think it's correcting. It's more just the way that I look at myself, the way that I, mm-hmm. I it's it's like, a, I don't want to correct you at all. That's I want a, you to have whatever. Not in a negative yeah. way. Like that, okay. that word sounds negative. I truly don't. I'm like genuinely glad because I'm like, I'm going to start saying that. That's really cool because like also. It liberates you too because you. In this year, you wrote and directed a film. You also ri- acted in a film. I was, you know, you, yeah. That's why I'm saying is, like, it is giving me a new verbiage because, like, even at the festival, people were like, so what are you? Uh-huh. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> was like, why, why is I, that productive? Where do I you have go from to, there? Yeah, well, it also, like, automatically feels like it takes away a little bit of, again, conversation or, like, all of a sudden I feel like I have to have these adjectives associated with something as opposed to just talking about, like, why I'm passionate about something or why I want to make something yeah. or like whatever. 
So that's why I'm saying, like, genuinely thank you because I'm like, okay, I'm going to start telling people, like, why is that your first question? <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, I've always been particularly handicapped by it because I've, like, done different things a lot. And so it's really hard for me to describe it because often, like, I'll have been doing something else before, yeah. but I'm not thinking about that today. Mm. And to so to pick anything yeah. is really tough. Like you know, to but yeah. like to like I care most about making my films that I write and direct. That's what I would like to wake up every day and do. However, yeah. I think that the way that the landscape exists is such that I need to build the place to put them yeah. and then make them almost yeah. in a secondary sense. So I can care about them the most, but I should prioritize the 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 the, the building first yeah. and it's also like it's a sort of I do things for other people before I ask mm. is, is is another part of it where I think it's just it's like filmmakers are like mouths to feed you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're you're entering the landscape and you're like another person that needs to be patronized that needs to be supported <laughs> that needs to be marketed that needs to be financed yeah, totally. so rather than coming in and saying hey I got a script I want you know more actors taken off the table and more financiers whatever and more festival slots for myself yeah. I'd rather come and say I'm someone who provides those things That's for people really cool. and then yeah. I you know so I do it ten times for someone else and I make the art landscape healthy around mm -hmm. me and then like yeah I take one for myself that's kind of how I That's would beautiful. rather live I don't know and I, I learned that. that like mm. not I didn't devise it that way I learned it like I was doing festivals two years ago, similar to you with a short, and it was it was miserable. And I just was like, it was pandemic lockdown. Right. Oh, yeah, stuff, that, but yeah. like, you know, it's tough. Wow. So, what was the festival cool. like for you? You just premiered your your short at Slam Dance. Yes. Well, it was crazy because it literally was my first film festival that I've like ever been to. So I really had no idea what to expect like I haven't even like just gone to a film fest like I, I went to like my friend's screening like one time but I haven't ever like fully experienced festival so came in completely blind and um it like it really was just I want to I don't even I can't even like fully describe it because it I someone said it's like a filmmaker winter camp that's like what it feels like and I felt like that was a really cool way to like condense it into three words because more than anything it was just so cool to one be in a place where I could see so many movies to constantly I'm used to being in like actor circles like because I'm an actor first and so I'm used to being like the girl who makes her own movies like in an actor world so being in that world all of a sudden I felt like I was more being described as like the actor who has like a movie yeah. so it was like this strange like shift in my head a little bit but then also I was just like meeting so many amazing people like Jeff and like Kira and um <laughs> and watching their films that I loved so much and like I think seeing firsthand also it was my first time seeing my short film with like an audience yeah. 
So that was crazy. I was so nervous. I felt like I was going to throw up the whole time. <laughs> but then it was really cool afterwards because I remembered in a way of like why art matters, I feel like, because I would have people come up to me like sobbing, you know, telling me about like why they felt like they needed like to see that story or something. And I was like, wow, right. That's why I want to be an artist, you know, because yeah. it's so easy to get trapped up in labels and boxing and what is my career and like all this stuff that you forget, like the whole reason why you wanted to become an artist in the first place, which is so that you can hopefully like offer, you know, something or like for me, at least I wanted to. Yeah, people have different reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's different. Some, yeah. of course, like for me, I, I felt like I feel like something that's important to me as an artist is if I've like struggled with something or like gone through something, perhaps if I like can offer a lens to that, like other people can also feel seen and, you know, we can have a dialogue about it or whatever. And so it was really cool to see that actually happen. Um, but then also just from a standpoint of meeting really cool people and like laughing so much and just like slam dance is such a like fun festival. Like I, again, I have nothing to compare it to, but everyone was like, you're not going to have this experience everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Festivals don't, you know, that's the biggest thing that we have in in the United States, at least. I think, you know, yeah. Cannes and Venice or something else. But, yeah. um, you know, you go, South by Southwest is a massive thing, too. Yeah. But it's not just film. It's all these other things. But, like, Amazing. you know, Toronto's great. But, like, Tribeca, for example, which has this kind of comparable, I don't know, like, idea behind it. I mean, is not sundance like it's disconnected you know you have the main street situation yeah, at sundance, yeah, yeah. and that's like what is so uh everyone is there it's crazy for this you know it's cool yeah. but with tribeca it's like there's it's scattered it's just you're in new york city and 1.01 percent of new york city is aware of tribeca when it's happening right <laughs> and you just have like a schedule of things that you might be doing at different wow. places at different times and it's just like it's just a frequency of events yeah. but it's not like what you're doing at sundance where you wake up in the morning and like you are just you are it's like camp yeah you are at sundance for a week yeah and that is all you do it's so crazy. Th that's what Cannes and Venice and Locarno and, you know, Toronto. You no, know, Toronto's different because it's, like, in the city. But, yeah, there's a lot of festivals like that. They're just not, you know, they're, there's festivals like that in, in the U.S. too, but they're small. You know, they'll yeah. be, like, one theater yeah. and it'll be awesome. And it'll be, like, you know, but it's it's rare that a town gets taken over by yeah it is crazy yeah. i met some people who live in park city oh, like yeah. i met them like on the shuttle getting to main street because <laughs> like parking is obviously not possible yeah. and i met this guy on the shuttle who was so, i was like oh is it crazy like having like your city like completely take over taken over and he was there with like his ski poles and like his skis and he was like this is my favorite week of the entire year because no one's skiing yeah. <laughs> and i was not expecting that but he was so happy and it was because this the slopes were like completely yeah, barren <laughs> Um, Did you go skiing? No, because I, I recently broke my foot, actually. Okay. When I first moved here, a car ran over my foot oh my and God. welcomed me to New York City. Um, so I couldn't ski. Um, and I it was I was actually, it was like some of my first times like walking without a boot when I was on Main Street in the snow, hoping that I didn't slip and 
re-break Damn. my foot. <laughs> I have broken feet, so I feel you. Oh, I've, yeah? I've had surgery on them. I've had I've okay. been in a boot for, like, years of my life. Like, cumulative years, you Do you know? feel like, like it's easier to, like, re-break it? Like, am I going to probably I had a different issue. I had these sesamoid bones in the balls of my feet that were, oh. like, prone to it. And I basically, oh. like, cracked them. And then it was, like, they're very difficult to heal. So... I mean, if you have I'm a sorry, singular injury that you give the space to heal, like you'll be fine. But no, feet are tough because, you know, you get back on them right. too early. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's like a broken arm. You keep it in a sling. Right. For, like keeping it in a sling for an extra month is like nothing. It's just, you know, it's a no-brainer. But walking around, it's tough. So I would be in a boot, and even in the boot, I would still be hurting yeah. the foot a lot. So. This is why, okay, so I went to, we're about to talk <laughs> like doctors for a second, but like I went to the doctor and he was like, oh, it's been long enough. You should be able to walk in your boot because I was on crutches. Yeah. And I only broke like one of the, like, it was a third metatarsal, if that means anything to you as you, I don't know. But um, he was like, it's going to be fine. You can walk in the boot. It's going to be fine. It's not going to hurt at all. I put my weight on it and I was like, are you sure? Because this is like really painful right now. And I think it might've just been like the surrounding like muscles or whatever that like hadn't walked for a month, but it's painful. It's like, cause you're also, I feel like I'm relearning how to walk right now. Like I'm forgot like what feels natural. How long were you on crutches? Uh, I was on crutches for like five weeks. That's not bad. I Which mean, wasn't done, bad, yeah. Yeah, so you'll relearn to walk in you yeah, know, yeah. a day or two. It's so like, weird, though. Like, it's, yeah. it's so well, What happens bizarre. with me sometimes is that when you overcompensate, so I, I tear this, I don't I don't know if I, I strain a muscle on the other side of my foot, oh. it, and it's happened oh a hundred times. So, <laughs> so like, when sorry. I break, when I, when I have a new break, then I'll overcompensate, and then the outside of my foot, and that actually hurts more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's so what they told me, yeah. It's it's a whole cycle. And because the outside of your foot, you use it more for walking as well, right? So it's like, yeah. just, that's what the doctor, he was like, you're lucky it's the third metatarsal because it's in the middle, uh-huh. but it's still like the outside. I don't know if I had like hairline or contusion or something, but it hurts so bad. Yeah. So anyway, that's the foot story, but... Sucks, and but it's good that you were better for Sundance. I know crutches. I know I was there would have sucked. It would have been so dangerous. It's it was so icy and crazy. So anyway. So how did you go about? How did you land at Slam Dance? You applied on Film Freeway, or you? Yep. You had had a programmer, or no? No, I I literally didn't know anyone. I I uh, just I had a. There was this man who, at Carnegie Mellon, which is where I went for school, he, like, taught, they tried to, like, have a bit of a film program within the, like, drama program for, like, one year, and I ended up just, like, connecting with him because he was really great, Um, and he basically, like, gave me this huge list of festivals that he really liked, and I just (laughs) applied to every one on the list, and... I remember I was, like, researching slam dance, and I, like, loved the, um, like, message of the festival, if you will, of, like, sure. the by filmmakers, for filmmakers thing, and I was like, oh, man, like, that would really be, like, the dream to get in there, but, like, I'm probably not going to get in, I'm probably not going to get in, because, um, yeah, I didn't know anyone, I didn't know a programmer, I just submitted, um, but then a programmer who I met who's really amazing, Shane Aquino, 
called me and I burst into tears and then it was amazing. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So that was cool. But yeah, it was the first one. I have like, I have yet to hear back from like 90% of them. So we'll see. Uh, that's like, a, that's a, that's really good, but also like, like that's really encouraging actually to hear that you did like blind apply and actually get in. Yeah. Cause rarely do you hear about that. Like, yeah. But it also sucks to know it's that annoying. You spent also, <laughs> thousands of dollars. No, on, I know. You know <laughs> I felt like I think such that's a... a scam, and I talk about it a lot. I because like, most of those festivals aren't legit. Like Slam Dance is legit, yeah, and that's cool. But like they don't vet it at all. So there's yeah. like the Cannes International Film Festival, right? Yeah, you know the New York Big Apple Shorts Fest or Literally, whatever. Like I think there is a Big Apple Shorts Fest, or whatever. But like there's a New York big. There's like you know. And they allow all of them. And yeah. I, I I did it. I did the same thing you did. And, like, I would get accepted into these things. There's also – so there's, like, there's the actually phony festivals, but then there's the festivals that are legitimately phony, that are, like, you buy an award. It's, like, for $50, oh my we will God. review Are you your, serious? I mean, you definitely – applied to this. Oh, no. If you did, like, All right, you got to give me, you gotta give me your them, list. Oh, no, I definitely have. I think I've probably applied to, like, 50. There aren't 50 legit ones oh, on there. God. So that's what I'm saying. It's All like right, you got to give me your list. Of, yeah, sure. But, like, <laughs> it's just, it's that's more awful. like that this is where we're at as a film community with, like, mm. it, so there's, like, degrees of, of BS on there. And, like, one of the degrees is just there's these festival festivals, quote, yeah. that are, like, pay $50 for a review or pay $100 for an award, you know? And it's like, or pay this much to screen. Like, they're not screening for anyone. These are like at gmail.com oh, web addresses and stuff. Like, oh. so you get like an acceptance. So the, the, so like once I started to kind of learn about it, I remember I pulled the film off of the link or I like changed the password or something. Yeah. And then I would still be getting acceptances. And I was like, what are you – did you watch that? You know, you right. couldn't have – you don't even have the film. I know this because, <laughs> oh like, I gave you a link that is no longer active. So you're accepting the film and you're talking – or, like, you get these also – I'm sure you get these too. These submit uh, – like, they will uh, – what's the word? They'll, like um, – what's the word when you're uh, – so they will solicit you. They'll, oh. they'll email you. They'll get you from. So oh, yeah, they pay that's... Film Freeway for your email address, and Film Freeway gives yes. it to them. And then they email you and they say, happen. We've heard about your film. Yes. We would love for you to apply. They haven't really. They're just mass emailing everyone in the database, well, and they pay Film Freeway for that database. I fully had people like say that they'd seen it yeah. and then email me. And I was like, That's not possible right. because it's only. It hadn't premiered anywhere yet. Like, I hadn't. I've been like very careful with my links or whatever. And I was like, it, That's. I I would email them back and be like, I'm sorry, where did you see exact my films? Because so like, and then they're like, oh, sorry, we actually like haven't seen it. We just like right. wanted blah, blah. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, God, this is a crazy. So and it's and very, very what insane. they're doing is they're just exploiting. They're living off of those fees. So they build, and, and a lot of them are the same people. I don't, I haven't like done wow, proper, you know, so I haven't like up. found out who the people are, but like Someone's gotta I'm do positive that. <laughs> there's some guy who has, 200 festivals on there and they're just you know he just because it takes two seconds you make a gmail account you know you make the the can international oh my film god festival. i never thought about it that way that's it's a so great idea upsetting. it's a great scam it is incredible it, it doesn't even have to be a scam it's just 
easier because people like of course everyone's just like i need to get my film into places i gotta apply that's what i was thinking and then and you don't know the difference so if you're like a person with a computer right like you can just build the seattle washington oh my god hometown fest i could literally make a festival right right now now. and we can you know we can draw uh, you know a a fucking kid pics logo (laughs) should we have done this should we have made our own film festival (laughs) right and then you just charge people fees you can make different styles you can make ones that are like allegedly in person you can make ones that are virtual festivals and you have a website where there's so a lot of them will just like embed your vimeo and they actually are doing it but it's like that doesn't do anything for anyone you know and then there's the ones that you buy an award then there's the ones that you buy a review like you pay them to review it which is actually like its own old school scam like like journalists will do that they will pay they will they will be paid to review the film so it shouldn't work that way, of course. But right. like, so that's been going on in proper journalism too for a while. So now it happens in the fest, but it all happened during pandemic. You know, it was like it was like very low key scammy beforehand. Because so it's harder when you're talking it, about in person festivals. Right. It's harder to scam. Right. There was like this bad article that came out, I think, in IndieWire, or, no Hollywood Reporter, a few years ago about like the Oaxaca Film Festival and how they would have people fly down for their like premiere and it would be in like a conference room like like a room like with a table oh, like this oh, on like a so monitor awful. and there'd there's be nobody like there four people who just like want right. to get their film like exactly so, so that got even worse with the digital stuff once right. it went oh, virtual man. now you could literally be so back then it was like oaxaca film festival was a scam that was one scam you know right. thousands of dollars but that same person can now do it so much easier no one knows who they are and Film Freeway, I think, you know, I, I, I'm, I call them the bad guys here because it's well, very yeah, simple to why, edit. That's what I'm saying. Like, they need to do something. I've been saying it for like, a while. I'm, I'm probably going to write I an op-ed. I didn't know about this. Yeah, you yeah, should. Yeah. You really should. I've talked to IndieWire about it. We're talking about doing, like, a, like not exactly an expose because I don't really want to take it down. I don't really care. I just want them to be better. All right, I want, I you, just want them to vet the festivals. Totally. Exactly. Because really it is process. nice to have like an easy way to like submit, but like, Hell yeah. but if they're, I mean, I've lost so much money, so much money on this, so much right. money. And I, and this is, that's what it's all about. All of like, I am not someone who comes from like, I like, can't afford no. it. Like, no, you if know, you're spending a thousand dollars on, truly, you know, probably on, more. Yeah. Just anyone yeah. like, it's crazy and these people are making a living off of this in a space where like we don't have money coming in so this is a bs revenue stream and it's being taken by it's like pirates you know it's like piracy yeah and we can stop it very easily like yeah that's the thing is is I, i was at apple music a few years ago and we launched a service called connect that was like we vetted every artist profile and one could easily just be like oh well that's apple but I mean, I ran it. It was a few people. So Film Freeway could, you know, and we did thousands of artist profiles. Like, it, the vetting system was real, was not that difficult. Like, right. it's not that hard to, you know, run through. It takes two minutes. You're the perfect person for this op-ed. you got to make this op-ed <laughs> no, happen. Come yeah. on. <laughs> well, I'll do it. Yeah. But, yeah, like, that was, I think, what I did. I got, like, an initial response, I think, when I complained to Film Freeway. And they were like, yeah we don't you know we lack the it's it's too much it's too ambitious it's too and i'm like no it's not actually right. get three people i will literally do it for you i will get the volunteers i'll get my wow. people to do wow. it 
because I, I would offer this. I would I would fund this service. That's amazing. Right. Like I would literally put my own money into doing it. Yeah, of course. Because it's not expensive and it would revolutionize the development of filmmakers. Oh, absolutely. Especially shorts. Yeah, especially shorts. Because with shorts too, like so many people, like myself included, are like, okay, I can scrape together some money to make this happen if I do it in like a creative way. And a lot mm. of people don't have like someone helping them fund it or whatever so the festival submission fees and all this the stuff 50 bucks is like a big it's, decision it's big it's yeah. really big but you're like okay i guess i'll do it because who knows and i'm trying to you know get my film shown and get out there or whatever yeah. which is also it's like so amazing that you're hosting like this screening for people and everything because <laughs> it really is fucking hard it's really yeah. hard to you know feel like you're getting some traction and like getting out there and stuff so thank you what was the so as far as that as far as like so you got into slam dance mm -hmm. and then you were there and you connected with some people who like had emotional reactions yeah beyond the you know emotional response which is really really important yeah what's happened for you know this is now you're about two weeks out like yeah. what's been happening for you? If it, it might be nothing, which is totally acceptable, because <laughs> because for me it was nothing, and yeah, I had yeah. to regear. But um, yeah. What what's it been like? Because I I guess in the lens of like, there's a lot of people trying to do this. Totally. Understanding what the experience is really like. I think. I'll pour you more tea. Oh, thank you. Oh my God, thank you. I'm so excited. I would say after the festival. Well, so I'm developing. A feature that's based off of my short right now so I would say that like that's kind of been the biggest stepping point I guess after the festival has been more like people either liked the short and like want to stay in touch for the feature so it's kind of more like that it's sort of like a cool that seems cool let us know stay in touch type vibe um, it's not like I magically became like represented or something <laughs> like after the festival um, or, you know, HBO didn't come knocking on my door being like, oh my God, we want to pay you so much money to have your short film on HBO. Um, but I would say like it more than anything, I met a lot of like really amazing like producers and people who, again, yeah, just want to like keep the conversation going. Um, also I you met this producer who like we really connected and I really, really love her and she like wrote two letters to two different programmers at different festivals. Like I didn't even ask her to do it. She just offered cause she liked the short film and we bonded. So that was really cool. Like stuff like that, kind of like little things that I think will ultimately be really awesome for the future. And um, especially in, again, getting my feature made and everything. So yeah, that was really cool. So it's like the Thank festival, you. one festival can turn into more festivals. and that's Yeah, yeah. I think it's like way. one festival can turn into more festivals and also is like a really great way, especially if people like connect with the short to be like, oh, we're, we're really interested in seeing like where you're taking this next in terms of like with the feature and everything. So that was really cool. And you wrote the feature already? It's, I'm, it's not like ready to shoot. It's, I'm like a few drafts in and I'm like continuing to work on it. So yeah. And did you kind of build this all with your sister? 
Um, or is she just like your? <laughs> I mean, person? she definitely. I would say. Once I had, for the with the short film, like once I had the script that I was happy with, we did like a bunch of improv exercises to continue and just like put it in our own voices and like our own words and that was really cool and she had a lot of input of in like the script phase because um, she's really smart and an incredible actor and so that was really cool um so I plan to do that like similarly like with the feature as well because I think improv like I love improv as an actor and so it was cool working that into like the script as well and we did a little bit of that on set but um yeah she's like at least at this point, she's mostly interested in, like, really prioritizing acting as her um, thing. She's, like, Do you still... want her to be in the feature? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. She has to be. She has to be. <laughs> um, and she's she's in the conservatory program right now. She's, like, about to showcase for a bunch of, like, huge agents and managers. So she's about to get scooped up, so i got to get her for the feature now. <laughs> um, so that's awesome, yeah. Does slam dance do any kind of like industry? Like, do they? Is there? I guess what's the week like other than your screening and stuff? Are there? I know there's panels and stuff, but like, do they set you up with meetings? To you know anything like that? They didn't set me up with any meetings. I don't know what happens like for the features or like docs or and other stuff, but um, they they have every single day. They had the filmmaker lounge open which kind of served as this, like, space for people to, like, I think they were called, like, mixers, I think is what they called yeah. them. And it, and people would come, like, from Sundance and, like, come over and, like, talk to you. So it was, like, very chill, very, like, slam dance vibes. Like, it was laid back and cool and didn't feel like a bunch of pressure or whatever. Yeah. And then they also had, like, happy hours and, like, an opening and closing night party, like, all at the, like, hotel, like, within that spot and they had drinks and stuff and um that was really cool because I got to meet some people from Sundance who like came over for that and cool like programmers or filmmakers or what filmmakers yeah I met a few like producers who came over um and like again like randomly met people on the shuttles (laughs) the shuttles are a big thing were you in my whatsapp group I don't think so. Okay, because I, yeah, I have, like, a huge what Sundance, what, like, 500 people in the Sundance WhatsApp. Oh. A bunch of slam dance people. If I met you earlier, it would have been Yeah, great. yeah, But the shuttle's, the shuttle's key. The shuttle is, yeah, I. made a lot of friends on that shuttle. I also years. made a lot of friends. I yeah. met this, this guy who was at Sundance, um, because he has, like, a new management group, uh-huh. and we found out that the pizza place that I go to in Brooklyn, his cousin owns it. Which place? Norm's. in uh, Brooklyn and it was just wild because it was like such a great jumping off place for us of just like bonding over pizza (laughs) um so that was really funny norms yeah Yeah. it's good so that was fun but yeah shuttle's great again also just liked meeting the local skiers who were just like so joyous to have their slopes free yeah Um, I've skied during Sundance a few times oh have you yeah I've never skied in my life before so I, I would. That's awesome. So yeah, it was just like such good vibes. About the uh, the Aspen Film Festival, which is one that I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been to Colorado. That's in Colorado, right? Yeah. I want to go there so bad. It's close by. Yeah. 
That's so cool. I wrote down norms just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably not the best pizza in New York because I haven't had all the different options. But as far as Park Slope goes, definitely shout out to norms. Yeah. I love norms. One thing that, as you were talking before, like, I think it's someone explained this really well that can is an auteurs festival so like who gets to come back to can year after year they want to they want to grow filmmakers they want to grow the auteurs sundance if you look at like who comes back year after year it's producers Mm. so who gets you into sundance it's not necessarily the director the director often will like go through the labs and stuff and then graduate to competition like ninyatsu jusu like like that happened but like her next film probably won't go to sundance we'll probably do something else we'll probably premiere dennis or whatever oh, okay. the producer though will already i guarantee whoever that producer was i don't know has another filmmaker who they're growing through the sundance system and they have the system in like the producers really run it so like the producers the financier labs and stuff are really key there so just like knowing the producers who get stuff into sundance is if you want like your like how do you how do you build yourself through sundance it's through the producers that's good to know all right well, I'm glad that's they don't that. care about producers <laughs> like mm. they care about buyers a little bit so like vincent maraval like does whatever he wants there who's like a, a wonderful distributor and sales agent um wild bunch well now they're rebranding it i guess but um, so like he'll do, you know, whatever he's like the most important person. But like after that, no, I'd say the most important person is, or the filmmakers, you know, <laughs> they will do like, they just, they plan it differently. But like at Sundance, like a filmmaker doesn't carry the same weight as a producer in a, in the weirdest way. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's That's more like if the project lines up right, but it's like, who are the programmers talking to most? I feel like, you know, they're building their slate of, you know, their program of ideas with producers that's so good to know i didn't know that i don't know how i wish i brought a notebook i'm like (laughs) well it's being recorded uh, oh that's true (laughs) i can give you the transcript (laughs) vet film freeway got it got it um okay wow that's really interesting yeah i don't well i you probably know this but like the i learned recently what the whole method is at slam dance of the films that they program no, tell you? me. So, I the programmers there of like I know the narrative. Some of the, I know Brian. Oh, you know Brian Radigan. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he yeah, was cool. the one. He was one of them. So Great. Brian, you don't know Shane? He is I don't also think so. one of, Shane Aquino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I met them and they're so wonderful and was I think there was another co-captain who wasn't there so I didn't meet them, but when I was talking to Brian and Shane, they were telling me about the fact that it's really amazing what Sundance does because every single film, like it's a requirement that every film is watched like from beginning to end. So even if you think you don't like it in the first 15 seconds, like you're required to watch it all the way to the end. And then it gets a score from like one to 10. Okay. And then it's given to a second person who's also required to watch it from beginning to end. Um, give it a score and then you have two scores and let's say like one person gave it a two and one person gave it an eight a third person watches it because they're like this tie breaks it yeah well basically because they say if it got a two and a ten that makes no sense like we need someone to kind of like 
obviously that was just two people's separate opinions instead of the quality of the film per se. Yeah. And so the third person watches it. And then the films that get the highest ratings go to like deliberations and then they basically fight for the films that like oh they really like. But I was like, that's really cool. But that's like a very fair process. It's wonderful know? that that exists. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if other festivals do that. I just that, got tired but... listening to it. But like, <laughs> I'm so happy that they do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I know. I, it also must be unbelievably exhausting to watch that many films. I think they told me that with the narrative shorts that they each watched like 800 like shorts or something. Like it was wild. Wow. And um, good for them. I know. It's like amazing, right? Yeah. Like it makes you feel like as an emerging filmmaker that at least someone is mm-hmm. actually watching it, you know? Totally. And that was really cool. And they were also saying that a lot of the time, if a film does have clearly a really big budget or like huge stars in it that that actually like deters it they'll, they'll, they know it'll have a chance exactly because they're like it doesn't really need slam dance well, platform the, you know, the origin of slam dance is the you know sort of the stepchild of exactly of, big, of sundance exactly yeah but when they were telling me that i was like man you guys are really doing the good work you know because i was like it's just so good it gives me a little bit of hope, you know, especially since that was like my first short film to ever like premiere anywhere. Yeah. It was exciting to. No, that's to great that they're there. putting like a process behind it that involves, you know, human curation, but yeah. also process where it's not just because I'm fully human curated, but it's like I just do what I do. Yeah. There's no process. <laughs> it's just like I talk to people, I like stuff. Sometimes yeah. I find it and I go for it. Sometimes someone sends me something. I like it. Like, that's it. It's like I have probably a hundred other things in my inbox that I haven't gotten to yet. Right. And they're just not showing on Wednesday for no good reason. Just because, right. like, for whatever reason. Like, I happen I'm only to, one person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I, no, I, I have people who talk to me. It's also, it's, it, it is, um, it's not a meritocracy mm. for me, actually. It is, um, or it's a meritocracy in a way. But I, like, if I, if I hate something, I won't play it, period. And if I love totally. something, I will play it no matter what. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I consider everything a package. I consider it, because for me, I'm trying to do something different than, like, what Slam Dance is doing. So my entry point is that I want to build... I want to build the world for the films, the kinds of films that I want to make. So mm. when there's a world surrounding a film, when there's multiple touch points, when there's the ability to do something with it, to reach more people, to build the community around it and stuff, that's what I care most about. So I if I have, you know, for me, it's this whole formula, it's this whole package, and it's about how many elements of them. So there's a film that, like, uh, I'm going to show on the 16th that if I just watched the movie, I wouldn't have programmed it. But the people came to my screenings twice, so I know that they're like enthusiastic and like it's it's not that that you get brownie points. It's oh no, I know these people are real. Yeah, they're they're physically you know they're they're engaged. So I care. It's not that the film is bad at all. It's just I had a hundred like I literally I have so many that are like in the same. kind of like bracket of like it's not at festivals yet it's not there's no names or whatever there's no like you know thing that makes it stand out to my audience but these people make themselves stand out because i know that there's a group of them i know they all care about each other they are building things together they are organizing things together they come to my stuff they're super like they they've written me two of them have written me emails like 
about the things I'm doing. So they are like paying attention and they get it. I've seen them Mm. in person multiple times and they like, they they make a point to speak to me and they have an awareness of what I'm doing where they, so I like always give all these, I give these talks, like I intro things and stuff. And I say very clearly like, like, yeah, I want to hear about what you're doing. I want to, you know, send me stuff, whatever, but please like don't corner me tonight when I have like 200 people around me and tell me something important and expect me to like, you know, correspond with you. Like if you like, please like, you know, talk to me, but like, don't, don't like tell me all about your new project or something right Right. now. Like hit me up later. Let's have tea, you know? But (laughs) those, I recognize that those people, like they, um, they were very like, they got that. And when he spoke to me, he like made, he, he hit the bullet points, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm the guy you were emailing with. That was my film. And yeah, we have the thing coming up. And he like gave me all the important, you know, yeah, talking yeah. points without like making me have to be like, all right, cool, man. Like, let's chat later, you know? So I like that. Cool. And that makes me feel like, oh, this person's like knows how to work well, in like, the ecosystem of creativity. Also you know? it's like thoughtful and in intentional like which is sometimes rare yeah it makes me more you know want to work with someone more so it's like this i can build more with that person and then yeah in addition it's like i know that they have a lot of they have like a lot they they do music too so Mm. one of the guys is going to perform at the event i always do live stuff and um and they have friends you know so i know that they're going to like get the word out and that they and they're going to so the combination of like knowing that i feel safe with them communicating what I'm doing <clears throat> from my direct communication with them and the fact that I know that they are promoting themselves, you know? Yeah. I care about that. Because yeah. cause my mission here is like building the, the landscape where filmmakers that. can get their stuff out. So, so there might cool. be someone else who like, like those, those I, I guess I say all this because it's like, it's important to understand like what are the variables that matter? Like yeah. I'm building, you know, the lineup for, for the 16th and the 22nd and like I'm reaching out to each of the filmmakers and I'm like telling them all these things. I'm like, what do I, what can I provide you to? Yeah. Cause I want the room to be like the room on Wednesday. I want it to be, I want 20, 30 of your friends to be there yeah. to meet Joe and Jeff's 20 or 30 friends, to meet 20 or 30 of my friends, to meet 20 or 30 of Sophia's friends. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good room. Mm-hmm. If it's just my people, like, and I'm just getting them to come to things all the time like that's not really important that doesn't really build anything but the point is like you're new in new york city i want you to meet new people who you can collaborate with and like you have people here i want to know those people they're different people than i I don't know who your friends are i want your friends to like i I want to show the film so that we (laughs) engage with your community you know wow so i'm the opposite of like what slam dance is doing where they're like in this bubble and they're just doing it based on the merit of the films. Like I, I care about the merit of the films first and foremost, but I look at everything as like a world. What is the world around that film? You know, that thank you for doing that too. Because like, like I was saying, as someone who didn't go to film school, I didn't like, I don't know. I've all, I've never found myself in the context of like just being able to meet other people who also make movies and love movies and like it's and I'm new to New York and I had my foot broken for two of the months that I lived here so I was completely by myself at the top of a fourth floor walk up with my partner and it was like so having things like this like when um Jeff approached me about it I was like I just couldn't believe that you were doing it because it is like 
it feels i want to make more people did it yeah no me too because i mean obviously making movies is i really want to make movies but also like maybe even more so i just like want to be a part of like communities of people who who like also are just like really passionate about meeting each other and supporting each other's work and Mm -hmm. being in new york which can feel like a very scary huge city as someone who like you know just moved here very recently so stuff like this is so special and um i can't wait i'm so excited hearing you talk about it too i'm like oh yeah cool um so yeah that's really sick that you are doing this and just are giving (laughs) people the space for connection and art and meeting new people that's the idea that's awesome yeah i think that's what you know we have to also we can't rely on it's not just like per you know career development it's that i think this is like the eventizing of movie going is the future i don't mm. think that we will just passively like oh what's playing tonight let's mm. go to the movie theater they're already closing you know regal is closing yeah. right now like you know we lost sinopolis a few weeks ago mm. the the practice of I, I was speaking earlier on like if you look at your family like just take any family you know my aunts and uncles will never go to the movie theater again my grandma goes with me because she's a diehard she loves it (laughs) my parents my brother goes once in a blue moon as often as he would have gone beforehand he's not a big movie guy but he'll go once in a while my sister her husband and my nieces will never go to a movie theater again my parents will probably never go to a movie theater again like they'll go for me um you know you knock out if you look at any family we've knocked out like half or more of those family members from being in a movie theater ever anyone who was on the brink is gone yeah no absolutely i was literally just talking to my mom about that yesterday yeah she was like oh brenna like i saw the movies that were um nominated for an oscar but i can't find any of them on streaming and i was like okay well you could go to the movie theater and she was like i don't know like she would rather pay 20 dollars to not to not go and and i you know obviously a lot of that is probably because of covid but i think we've been seeing like the decline of it and but i I feel the same as your mom in many cases like i go for a 35 millimeter print and Mm. i go when it's i go for a 35 millimeter print I go for a really special movie that I really want to see in a dark room with a movie theater. I guess, okay, the, the third, and I, I go for a social experience, like where it's like an important night where it's a premiere or a screening yeah. with the, the filmmakers there and stuff that I care about. The, the, the fourth, this sort of like 3A of it is like, I personally just love being in a movie theater. So yeah, yeah. like last night we went to see the M. Night Shyamalan movie, not because either of us cared that deeply about seeing that movie it was more like we just wanted to be in a movie theater for 90 minutes and eat some popcorn and like do that that. thing you know (laughs) yeah because we love that and that was what we wanted to do with our evening you know but that is increasingly rare it is do you in your opinion because i've heard other people say this do you feel like that's because movies are less like the true center point of our culture now Whereas, like, in the past, maybe I think that's an understatement. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, that's part of it, but I think yeah. it's an understatement. I think it's yeah. more than that. We are 
you know, it's like baseball is not the national pastime. Anymore. Right, it's like, right, it's yeah. Like, is that why baseball is not as popular as basketball and football? Like, yeah. sort of, but like many other things as well. You know, there's totally. there's a lot of, I mean, I can break down, I can go all day like, breaking <laughs> down the problems with the theatrical model. Yeah. But, you know, I think that we're not going to get to the place, like the movie theater, like movie pass is a cool thing. If you get the price point down to like five bucks, mm-hmm. like that's cool. People will sample things, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. But that's not going to solve it. That's mm-hmm. just going to be, you know, it's not even a band aid really. It's just another thing yeah. that will be there. Like if you just bargain all of it, like they did it for 80, or 80 for Brady this weekend. They bargained oh, yeah. the whole thing because oh. there were all these like old people that they've lost. Like there's no more matinees and blah blah blah, so they were like doing matinee pricing for for the seven o'clock show and whatever. Uh, I, I don't think it worked. I guess it was a nice idea, but it didn't work apparently. Um, but that's not like I don't think it's even. So I mean, you can break down the money and like going to the movie theater, like taking. You know, last night we spent. You know, it was like it was cold, so we took. We walked home actually, but like we took an Uber there. That's like twenty. Right. The movie tickets are, I think I have my AMC stubs, which, you know, averages out, but I bought my partner's ticket. Mm-hmm. That's 18. Yep. The popcorn is 10. I think it's 10 yeah. 50 now. Yeah, the water is like six bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, or we sit right here. I have a 4k projector. That's basically the same projector oh, as what they have at the AMC. Like, and yeah, like that's what we'll show your movie on this week. Oh, but sick. like that's cool. it's not that i talk about this all the time. it's not that expensive to get a 4k projector and screen in your house like it's it's thousands of dollars it's not nothing but it's a lot of people can afford thousands you know anyone who buys a 90 inch you know a giant tv can afford a 4k projector like wow. yeah. it's not that it's a few thousand dollars it's not cheap it's not like 50 bucks but yeah. it's if, if you're regularly spending 50 bucks to go to the movie theater the same person can probably spend up to five thousand, you know, three to five thousand dollars on their home theater. Yeah. Like, and three to five thousand dollars gets you all of that. Yeah. Gets you a screen, sound system, and a four K projector. And you're like literally talking. The price of pop popcorn is like what four dollars instead of ten dollars. Your water is like. You mean being at home? App. Yeah, being at home. I mean, well, under four dollars. Yeah. I have a popcorn machine right there. Oh, I, so I you buy gotta, in bulk, and I have. There all you the, go. So even less, you get water out of the tap or from your Brita or whatever. It's nothing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so really true. It's I, fair. You can't really. But blame I think people. that. But I'm. But I'm also like I'm thrilled to spend fifty bucks to go to the movies. Mm. I just want it to be awesome. You know, I want yeah. it to be a worthwhile night out. So, like, if last night were, so I, I I'm okay at this stage. I'm 38 years old, and like, I have the financial independence to like when I was 25, I couldn't. I, w- I would have to hack it. You know, I'd, I would always have to figure out like how to get. I, I used to buy these coupons and stuff, <laughs> and like find these ways to get cheap movie tickets to get in. But now, like, I don't really care. I just want to go because I want to go. And I almost even think about it as, like, a donation. Like, I just want it. Like, I don't mind anymore. 100%. So when I go to, like, the Angelica and I'm eating their overpriced popcorn and You're stuff, like, I'm just like, whatever. Congrats. Like, <laughs> please don't close, you know? Right. Literally. Well, it does have, like, you, you feel a little mark of, like, okay, I'm, like, doing something good today yeah. when you go to a movie theater. But that's not the that that's not allowed for the rest of the, you know, the world because, mm. like, 
the more important customer is the version of me 10 years ago that was getting coupons so that yeah. I could find a way in and bring my popcorn bag back to get refills and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like that is what we need to satisfy and this experience does not. So like I think the eventizing of it does where like honestly for the same price or even or, or, or you can make it more, it becomes something that's, you know, world building for you and yeah. like going to the movies becomes you know, a night out. That That's like yeah, how I've so talked fun. about it for that. the last few years is like, I want it to be something on your calendar. Yeah. I want it to be a thing you're doing on that night of the week. Yeah. Not, oh, what time is it? Oh, you want to go to the movies? Like, right. I think that is going away. And I'm not really focused on that. I think that, that that's really, really true. Because, yeah, and also just in our culture, like these days of just like everybody's, we're all like living like right here and everything's just like what's right in front of us. Yeah. It's like, you have to plan to do like these kinds of things if you want to do them because otherwise you're never going to do them you know so like movies are important to you or meeting people in new york is important to you or like whatever it is like things like this are perfect because you i've had in my google calendar you know like (laughs) obviously i'm my shorts screening there also but like you know i've been excited about it since i've heard about it like it's what's happening this week you know and i feel like that's yeah you have to get people hyped about like yeah, the world. That's really cool. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. You gonna make another short? I don't know. Because jumping right to a feature is tough, you know. It's true. I've made a bunch of other shorts. I just like haven't put them anywhere because mm-hmm. I just felt like they were me figuring out my like voice and my style and like I what I wanted cool. to I've do. Made things that I don't show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I feel like I feel ready to take this step with a feature because one, I really want to do it in based off of my short because the short was kind of created with that intention. Um, and I think there's also something challenging about making shorts. Obviously features are also very difficult, but there's something with short films where you know, it's obviously a lot more difficult to get someone to fund the short film, which means like a lot of the time, like, for example, my short film, I like saved up money in order to make it. And I still only made it with like $8,000 in total or whatever. And I'm not in the position where I can keep doing that. (laughs) Like I, especially living in New York, it's like incredibly expensive. Like I, I just don't have another $8,000 to like make another short film. Um, what's your day-to-day like what do you make money on my day-to-day I work as a video editor uh-huh. um, often and then also on, like content stuff or what kind of um because you say video editor video editor yeah yeah so I, when people say video editor they usually mean like content not like I don't know people say film editor when they mean narrative or documentary oh, gotcha. editor when they mean like I guess I mean because I've so I've done a lot of like narrative shorts Uh but then I also do like random like corporate things or like panels or like music videos so it's kind of like when I started out I did tons of that stuff like yeah the scenes stuff EPK whatever which is great because a lot of the time it's also not super difficult and it you can it makes more than the narrative short films often often do of course yeah um so I do that 
Um, but on the side, I also like just living in New York and it's expensive. Um, and I just broke my foot. <laughs> um, I, I sometimes do like catering and yeah. like there's this, uh, 10 year old girl who I sometimes babysit cause it's just like, I'm trying to hustle and make that extra yeah, money. <laughs> but so yeah, kind of like all of that. And then just like random things here and there, but yeah. I'm trying to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, the life of a well. filmmaker is, is really tricky today. And also, like, traveling to film festivals to is that, not to cheap. Incorporate that into your budget. Yeah, you know, and... The, the film freeway scams. <laughs> yeah, between and... the film freeway scams and then actually going to the festival, which was, like, to go to Slamdance, I think it was, like, with the cost of airfare and staying and having to rent a car and food... I don't even know. I don't think I've even tallied it up completely, but it's got to be over like $3,000, yeah. which is like, for me, that's yeah, a lot of trip. money. Yeah. yeah. That's like, I'm out of yeah. like, Oh, rent. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you that's hard for 50 me. 50 festivals, but like, you can't, you can't go, go to all of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I'm like trying to figure it out, I'm like, I got to start like raising money somehow for the rest of this festival tour. Cause I just, it's like, it's draining me out. <laughs> um, so that's the long reason Maybe of why. Maybe there's a way to collective that. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to yeah. tour things or something like that. And yeah. Pull together. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you would be the one to figure it out. Yeah, I'm just you're thinking, very, yeah. you're, you're, you're innovative over here. Aspen's but a really good shorts festival. Yes, I applied. Yeah. I haven't heard back from them yet. But um, they get everyone together, and it's, oh, it's really cool. Like that's every amazing. night, there's events together, and like all the filmmakers really get to know each other. Oh, that's like, awesome! And you meet these like bigger producers who live in town, really, like, because just people live in Aspen who are like, who fancy probably just people. like really like the festival, also. Yeah, it's a very film heavy town, oh, that's and cool. like, and the, the uh, programmer is programmer, and like the um, what's her title, like president, head of the festival, whatever, is yeah. like she's awesome, and oh, the programmer's cool. awesome, so. That's like one of my favorite short outside of like the big big ones. That's, a that's like one of my favorite, like pretty much the way I look at like shorts festivals are like you're in Cannes, Venice, Sundance, you know one of these big ones. Slam Dance is because it's Sundance adjacent. It's yeah. actually really effective, but like most of them do nothing. It's just yep. a thing that like you get to say All it's right, cool. cool. Like, put some laurels on right, the but like don't actually. Like, just get in and then, like, move. Like, I was in AFI and that did, and I love AFI, but, like, that it is one notch below that. Like, I got nothing tangible out of it. You know, it's just nice to have. It's, totally. like, really cool. And, and I it genuinely them. helps. Like, it legitimizes yeah. you, like, which is helpful when you're trying to get going. Totally. And, and you know, that laurel or whatever is important, but, um, you know, just being realistic about like like going and physically, it, it's it's not worth the money at that point. But Aspen, so so after like if you get into Cannes, Sundance, whatever, go you yeah. should. But yeah. like the next notch down, like I don't really encourage you to. I I encourage you Good to go you know. if like you want to go for your own personal like. Like it was fun. Yeah, because I love going to film festivals. But yeah. like if you're going because of like the showcase aspect of it, like having your film in it is is most of it. You're not gonna yeah. like. No one's going to, like, come up to you after and be like, oh, my God, I love this. I want to fund your... That's Literally. Not, no, that, yeah. That could happen at Venice, but it doesn't happen at, like, you know... A random Maryland regional festival. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but Aspen is one that I do encourage you to go. I think they also okay, subsidize. Cool. They, they have some funding. So, That's huge. Um, when they're yeah. like, hey, we'll pay for two nights in a hotel. It's right. like, I'll take it. That yeah. sounds great. So I think they put people up because otherwise it's like thousands so, of dollars $3, to be dollars, in, yeah. in Aspen. You know? Yeah, totally. But yeah. Is it okay if I run to the bathroom? Yeah, totally. Here, we, yeah. You, you just said, uh, you asked about if I played a bunch of festivals and I haven't um, because what I realized was like I needed to build something different. Mm. I didn't think that like doing the whole festival run was going to be productive for me. Um, I, yeah, it just, uh, I didn't see the next, I, I, I saw what came from those festivals right. and it wasn't going to get me where I wanted to get. So doing more of it wasn't Made really going to be productive. And I <laughs> yeah. cared about showing the film and stuff like that. You know, I, li I love to show my films, but I don't like it's not about quantity, you know. So yeah. I've done it a few times for like really good audiences, but I do that myself. Totally. I don't need them. And I don't want to put films online. Yeah. Like I, I just I just don't want to do it. I don't want to put my films online. Yeah. Um, I will make films at some point that I'm cool putting online, but not these. And yeah. So being at these like middle of the road film festivals that are going to put my film on some virtual screener like does nothing for me for people totally. to watch this thing that doesn't look good on a laptop right. and like literally the blacks don't show up mm. and stuff like that like I don't I don't like that so um, I have yeah. the unique you know I'm in a different position than most people where I host screenings all the time so like I play my movies for my audiences and I get those are great you know yeah, and then sometimes cool. people ask and i'll do it as long as it's like the right conditions and i know it's going to be a solid audience um i'm down but uh yeah i mean i have a few new films that i haven't shown i have one that i only show and i, I have a few films that i will just never put into festivals and they will just be things that i have that are like cool have. little easter eggs of my life that totally. i show for people once in a while like i did a short showcase a few months ago and it was like 50 people and it was fun and like yeah and like i have that film that has only shown for like 50 at a time i've shown it a couple times at my house a couple times at like showcases like that but i've never put it in a festival it's not listed anywhere like no one knows yeah. it exists i have two new films <laughs> that. that like i cool. think i'll do that with like i'm Sweet. gonna maybe make a third and like package it together and just like i don't think there's a reason for me to bring it to festivals because like I'm not personally going to grow my profile that way. Like yeah. I will, I speak to the people directly already. So I don't know, like I would do a special screening at the festival, maybe something like that, but yeah. I, I'm in a different position. So yeah. because I do all of this like groundwork, you know, I think it's also really cool because I think for a lot of filmmakers or people who make movies, I will Whatever. say, I, I know I, I'm, <laughs> I, I wanted, I'm trying yeah. to practice saying that cause I like that. Yeah. Um, I think that there's usually a feeling of festivals being the only like route that you can take if you're if you don't have like you know connections mm -hmm. that you deem to be important enough or whatever. And but you need connections often to get into the festival. Exactly, which is like a like a little its own issue. Its own issue, yeah. And I so it's very cool to like ask ourselves and what you've ultimately done with this with hosting your own screenings and everything is to think outside of the box and outside of like well throughout all of time the most like innovation comes when we like stop just focusing on 
what we consider to be the only way to do something, mm-hmm. you know, or to, and so I, that's really cool too, that you were just like, all right, well, I'm not going to just like, you know, get scammed on film freeway and continue to do this thing. That's like not helping me. I'm gonna, like, I also did not want to put my film on digital screeners. Yeah. But for people to watch without an audience on a laptop. It's a different experience. Because they can really quickly just watch it and be like, eh. Yeah. Like, it's a different experience having people on the- hits that way. I so. I feel very similarly with mm. my short film. Like, the reactions. I'd people not see it. I'd rather have 100 people see my film than 10,000 people miss it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> totally. It's really interesting, too, because I think that there are some movies where and you see filmmakers, like, even, like, really, really high-profile people be like, please see my film in a theater, please. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, it was, it's meant to be viewed that way. Like, that's how their intention was when they made it. Um, and they can't, obviously, stop people from streaming or watching online or whatever. But, like, I think it is true that, like, there's almost, like, an art of, like, how someone experiences your film. Mm-hmm is really cool yeah totally i try and make all of my screenings kind of um you know be a a beautiful way to take in the movie like that's kind of first and foremost so what like wednesday's a weird wednesday's like a pop-up in a nightclub and it's just a very like intimate homey kind of way to experience you know to watch a movie yeah it's different than the way that like i think the theater experience is actually like rather sterile Mm. and theaters are beautiful and stuff but like all these you know just the theaters that we have now they're not ornate they're not really like the church spaces that we would like them to be so like going into these black box theaters or these stadium seat theaters like that doesn't really provide for me so I actually like non-traditional <laughs> venues so the the theater I mean the, the you know on Wednesday it's like I'm putting a screen into a nightclub and putting the projector on like a like a high table and just That's like awesome. doing it you know I'm just yeah but it feels it's, it's it's like a small cool weird room that will feel a certain way and my theater in my place beforehand was um it was in a penthouse with three exposures of windows and you could see all of New York City. You looked at the World Trade Center and stuff, and it was very kind of like this, like epic, you know, ambiance. And um, I had a drop down in the middle, and it was a fifteen foot screen. And it was just, it was. I built seating that was kind of tiered, so there's a fireplace there, and all the windows. And like, I usually wouldn't even close the windows. I like the sky kind of being, you know, it was just a cool, different vibe. Yeah. I, I don't you know I like that more than movie theaters actually I re- mm. I bow down to movie theaters but like I don't know someone just texted as as we were um, breaking for a second someone texted showing me they have this church that they want me to look at as a venue and like I love those ideas so I would love to watch movies in places like that more you know? I, I was trying to think if like I've ever had the experience of that and I think this might actually be my first experience <laughs> like watching a movie not in a movie theater yeah like yeah. either at home or in a movie theater like yeah. i don't know if i've like yeah so it's very cool i try and do it all the time yeah well i can't wait for the next one where i can just come and hang too well, you're welcome to come on monday we're doing one oh tomorrow. Yeah, yeah yeah and um <clears throat> so we'll have a bunch of like repertory screenings tomorrow we'll do three and then uh, wednesday is going to be all the shorts night including yours and i'm very happy to have you it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good good hearing all the background to it 
Yeah, for sure. I'm so excited. It'll be so cool for like this group of people to see it as well. Cause Definitely. You'll get some real feedback. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know if I should be excited or nervous or both. Maybe both. Both. <laughs> All yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, well, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me.